You're listening to ReachMDXM, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Maurice Pickard, your host, and with me today is Dr. Jorge Girardi. Dr. Girardi is an Associate Dean for Special Curriculum Programs at the University of Illinois College of Medicine. Thank you, Dr. Girardi, for joining us. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Today we're going to be discussing a particular program, Hispanic Center of Excellence. Dr. Girardi, could you tell me a little bit about this? The center has a very ambitious agenda that tries to cover as much of the so-called educational pipeline that leads to a medical degree and beyond uh, as possible. Uh, We work with students at a number of levels before medical school, high school and college. We put quite a bit of emphasis on working with our Hispanic medical students, not just in terms of their academic progress, but also ideally in terms of enriching their experience during medical school. And we work quite a bit with the relatively low number of Latino faculty in the College of Medicine. Our medical school, University of Illinois, has done quite well over the last two to three decades on the student enrollment side of things, but not so well on the number of faculty. We're slightly ahead of the national trend, but not by much. How do you get somebody who is already a Hispanic physician to move on to a faculty of a medical school? That, from what I see in the national debate, is is a more generalized issue nowadays. The dynamics of working as a physician faculty in a medical center have changed a lot in the last decade, and more and more emphasis is being placed on the physician earning their way as a clinician, which, as a result, has had a negative impact on their ability to both conduct research and certainly to teach students and residents. Now, this is a prevalent problem across the board, but when you have groups that don't do well in terms of the numbers in in the so-called pipeline, then the issue gets exacerbated. First of all, could you give me an idea of how many Hispanic students are at the University of Illinois right now? Right now, in the four classes, we have about 140 or about 12% of the overall student population in the medical school. Well, if 2% of the physicians in the United States are Hispanic and you have 12%, would you say that your school is probably not representative of what's happening in other medical schools? Our school in the last five or six years has been the number one school in the nation in terms of the enrollment of Latino medical students, with the exception, obviously, of the schools that are located in Puerto Rico. So we're not. We're the exception the rule. When, when you list schools by their percentage of Latino enrollment, most are much closer to the number in the general physician population that you mentioned. What have you done to increase the pool of students so that you have applicants for your medical school? The only conclusion that I've, I've gotten to in terms of that question is that we've had for a number of years very supportive leadership in the College of Medicine at the dean's level that the college was going to live up to its commitment to diversity. So regardless of who the particular dean is, has been at any given time, the admissions process itself has remained fairly intact. The secret, quote-unquote, of our admissions process is to try to balance our dependence on academic criteria with other extracurricular personal factors that we feel are as predictive of success or performance as the grades or the test scores may be. That is what I think separates our admissions process and enrollment from what most other schools want to do. 
anecdotally, I think most schools would want their Latino or their African American medical students to look the same in every way as their Asian or Caucasian students, which at the moment is a very laudable goal, but it's not a very practical goal. Do you offer mentoring at some place, either in college or medical school itself? For mentoring, we do some of that on a limited basis in the pre-medical school level by engaging our Latino medical students to work with local undergraduate students interested in medicine. In the medical school, what we've attempted to do is to connect our medical students with local Latino physicians, certainly those who are in our faculty, also those that are working in the, in the community around Chicago. It's very, very important, even though the student is successful in, in gaining admission to medical school, that we keep him focused on the ultimate goal, which is to finish the medical degree and to be a successful practitioner. The other thing that we think mentoring does is that the environment in a medical school takes students away many times from their original goals of working with certain communities. We hope, we don't necessarily limit our students, but we hope that many of our Latino graduates will consider it a privilege to work with Latino patients in Latino communities. It doesn't mean that there are other students in the medical school who are not Hispanic, who are very committed to working with those communities and those patients who, over the years before medical school and during medical school, have sharpened their Spanish language skills so that they're going to be very effective doctors. We just hope that we can motivate many of our own Latino students to think of that career path as well. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMDXM, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Maurice Pickard, and with me today is Dr. Jorge Girardi, the director of Hispanic Center of Excellence, a program that exists throughout the United States and is being hit hard by reductions in budget constraints imposed by the government. Dr. Girardi, you bring up an interesting point. How do you improve the clinical experience of all of your students so that they can better serve minority groups? One of the required components of the first two years of our medical school curriculum here in Chicago is a clinical mentorship that places uh, every student with a local primary care practitioner. Many students actually want to be placed in certain ethnic or racial communities around Chicago. And one role the Hispanic Center has had is to motivate local Latino primary care physicians to be part of the mentorship. Many times they get Latino medical students, but also they get non-Latino medical students who then get exposure to those practices in those communities from the very beginning of their medical school. That has been, a, I think, a very positive development for all students. The other thing that we've tried to do is, whenever possible, is to incorporate things into the curriculum itself for all students. In the preclinical years, we're fortunate in the clinical training part that many of our clinical rotations are in communities where students do see a variety of patients. In the Hispanic patients that we're seeing in the United States, do you think there's a difference as far as a comfort level if they grew up in a rural area or an urban area before they came to the United States? The difference, just in my own perspective, is that it has a lot to do with the level of education they had prior to their migration to the United States. Because even urban residents from any of the, the large cities across Latin America that didn't have formal education would actually look for a certain type of practitioner, some, you know, the, the biomedical physician type, but certainly not limited to that. In general, 
And, and what happens in Chicago with many of the immigrants from Mexico, other Central and South American countries that come from the rural areas in those countries, I think it can be generalized that generally they, they do come in with a low level of educational achievement, a low level of overall literacy, and an almost non-existent level of health literacy. To be effective as a doctor, it isn't enough to be conversant in medical terminology, but how to make sense to that particular patient of, of what the issue is that makes sense to them, that is put in phrases or words that will be understood for the level of, of literacy. That is actually a skill that we're trying to incorporate into the medical school curriculum here so that students don't think that it's an issue of apathy or ignorance on the part of, of their patients, but it is more related to their environment and their educational level. You might call that giving them some cultural competence. Exactly. Are there any particular issues, antidotal or otherwise, that the medical students might be confronted with when they're taking care of Hispanic patients in particular? It's very difficult. We do try to make our students aware that there is no cookbook, no one-size-fits-all approach. We purposely, in fact, try to stay away from formulas that may pigeonhole patients depending on their gender, their age, their ethnic or their socioeconomic background because there are always individual differences. Even two individuals that grew up in the same town with what may seem like a similar upbringing, they will be at a different point in their life at the moment that they see a practitioner. So that's important for the doctor to keep in mind. I think that one common denominator for many of Latino patients in the United States is that they hold doctors in very high esteem. And they may actually agree with many of the doctor's statements or not or other nonverbal cues that may tell the physician that the person understands, but in fact it's more politeness. That kind of respect cannot be confused for trust or, or true understanding of what's going on. That may not be exclusive to Latino patients. There are a number of other cultures around the world that put the physician on a pedestal, and therefore coming up with the idea that the patient is an equal partner in terms of their health care may not be the way to go until, indeed, the physician establishes that rapport with their individual patients. Dr. Girardi, how did your own personal life lead you in this career direction? When my family and I came to the United States, I was almost 20 years old. I had done all my elementary and secondary education in, in Argentina. We came to the States out of what we thought was better economic opportunities for the family. But I was very unaware as a teenager of the issue of health care since in Argentina I never had to be part of the care of my parents. When we came here to Chicago and my mom or my dad needed to see a doctor or whatever, I became their interpreter, the official family interpreter. And for the first time I realized that that's, the communication is a basic thing in, in the healthcare environment. It was kind of uncomfortable for me to come with my mom. I have since gotten used to this, but in those days it was very uncomfortable to have to accompany my mom to the doctor and have the doctor ask me very sensitive, very personal questions about my mom's health. That was kind of the first glimpse I got that uh, the language skills and the cultural skills of doctors were very, very important in a society like the U.S., where there's a constant migration of individuals from all over the world. So even in my college career, I thought 
I was going to be a teacher, but my first job out of college was to work with a community agency in Chicago whose goal was to encourage Hispanic youth to consider the health professions. Through that job, I met a gentleman that worked here at the University of Illinois. When an opening came up, he asked me to apply and hired me. (laughs) And basically, I developed my career here for the last 25 years. I want to thank Dr. Jorge Girardi, who has been our guest today. He is the director of the Hispanic Center of Excellence, one of 34 such centers throughout the United States trying to get Hispanic students to think about a career in medicine. I'm Dr. Maurice Pickard, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your emails to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.